Hello, Stitchers. Welcome to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women's Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. I'm your host, Lisa Woolfork. I'm a fourth-generation sewing enthusiast with more than 20 years of sewing experience. I am looking forward to today's conversation, so sit back, relax, and get ready to get your stitch together. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stitch Please podcast, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch. And let me tell you something. When I say this is a treat, it absolutely is. I am on the I am on the podcast today with Monica from That's So Monica. Um, I, Monica came to my attention years ago with her project so project which i just really loved as a way to kind of generate sewing community she's also doing these wonderful um sew your view for these different pattern looks and i've participated in quite a few of those and it's just a great delight to see the work that she produces and i'm super glad that she's here on the podcast today monica welcome welcome Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, sorority sister, for having me. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Um, So I am, I wanted to get started by asking you, how did you get started? How did you get started on your sewing journey? And what made you decide to not just sew these looks for yourself, but also to promote them and to post about them in social media? Well, so my journey with sewing is a little interesting. Um, And uh, so I started about, it's been almost six, seven years now, I believe. I I don't know. I'm not counting, but it feels like it's short, but it is going, you know, it's it's been a few years. And um, I started it out of the love because I wanted to honor my mom. She passed away. It's going on about 17, 18 years and um, from brain cancer. And she sewed. My grandmother sewed. My aunts. I have uncles that sewed. So growing up um, in Ghana, West Africa, where my family is from, they all sewed. So that was kind of like innate in our in our genes to say, if that makes any sense, you know? Yes, it's a family tradition. <laughs> yes, and it's sort of like you know you learn sewing in school. That's part of vocational learning in Ghana. So most of the women and the men, if they want to take up that trade, they do sewing. So I wanted to connect with her. It had been 10 years and it was Mother's Day. And for some reason, I just felt like I hadn't felt her around, if that makes any sense. You know, every now and then I see signs, but I just didn't feel her around. And I wanted to find a way that I can connect with her. And I love sewing. I know she loved it. I used to always design and draw sketches of clothes and have her make them for me and my sister or even family members when I was growing up. So I transitioned the designing and the sketching and the love of fashion into actually going and taking a six-week uh, sewing class with the local American Sewing Guild. Um, we It was called a Plano, Plano ASG. And uh, I was a little ambitious, girl. <laughs> I said, my. You don't say. I have met you. So I do know you were probably a little bit ambitious. <laughs> so, what was your first thing that you did with the Plano ASG for this class? So, we, okay, the first, first thing I had to do was we had to learn how to sew with the paper, you know, doing the lines. But I'm going to tell you what my project was. Um, so, we did the lines and we transitioned to a pillowcase and then a bag. And then they said, okay, what's everyone's project? And I said, well, I'm making a tool skirt. I love sex in the city. I think uh, a tool skirt is going to be awesome. And they were like, a tool skirt? First project? I said, yes, I got this. We got it. So I Googled. I am so excited to hear how your very first major project, well, your very first project beyond sewing straight lines in a tote bag was like, you know, tool skirt. How hard could that be? Let me tell you, they changed the rules after I left that six weeks. 
you can't do any tool skirts for your first project. But um, it was blood, sweat, and tears. And I will tell you that at one point I wanted to give up. So I purchased some yards mm. of fabric of, of tool. And then, you know, the how many, how many yards did you say you purchased for it? 15. It was Ooh, 15 yards. Yes. 15. And we were, we had just moved to, we were, we were living in Texas. We didn't have, we didn't purchase our house yet because we were still deciding what area we wanted to live. So I was in an apartment. So I have the school. And it's like laid out from the kid's bedroom down to the living room, down into my bedroom, out like a window. Wow. Get it straight and you have to gather it. So lucky thing for my sewing instructor, Marquita, she was like, girl, you are not going to gather this by hand. We're not going to, you know, we can't do that. Because I was trying at first. I did the stitches and then I started pulling and then it would pop. And she's like, no, we're going to gather it on the, on the, on the serger. This is what we're going to, we're going to do. That's going to help you a little bit. But for the most part, majority of it, I had gathered by hand and it took days and they kept popping. I kept having to go, but girl, I was crying. I was like, I can't do this. This is ridiculous. Oh, I hated it. Um, so then we get to the part, the tool is it, then we have to go to her house. So every Tuesday, it was two days a week, um, from six to eight. So Tuesday and I think Tuesday and a Thursday or Tuesday and a Wednesday. When we met at her house, I have all this tool coming out the car and we at six of us sitting at oh the table. Everybody else is sewing sensible stuff. Oh, they want to do different. Their first project is, you know, a simple, uh, not even a blazer, but a simple like cover up, you know, and I have this tool. Right. Yeah. A muumu, a muumu is nice. People love muumus. Yes, I love muumu, and I should have just stuck with the muumu, right? It's something <laughs> I finished my skirt with the help of Marquita. Um, I didn't have a serger at the time, so she was able to let me use hers, and then she showed me some tips, and you know, we got it working. And she was like, "Oh my goodness, this was a first for her." But I still have that skirt. Um, I still wear it every now and then. It has ripped because, you know, uh, I'm an event planner, so I'm walking across the stage and around. It got caught to something of the stage and it ripped. But I still wear, I still rock my skirt, girl. Halloween, I pull out that black skirt. <laughs> and I am. Oh, my gosh. But it was a very, um, it was a very trying to, because I was like, oh, my God, why would I choose this? But I was, no, you, if you want to make something, you have to go all for it. You shouldn't be shy to not so that kind of spearheaded me and like oh if I can accomplish this I can accomplish other things you know so that's kind of that's what I love yeah so that's kind of how I got started with um with my journey in regards to that but to answer your second part of your question like how I promote on Instagram I wasn't even a that's so Monica at the time. I was my regular name on Instagram, my personal private account. And, you know, I would post for my friends and my family. And, you know, you get the offer. Oh, can you make me that? And I'm like, girl, if all you knew. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I love you, but I love myself more. So that's going to be exactly. a no. <laughs> exactly. And um, then for, uh, for some reason, I, I said to myself, I said, you know, I need to create something that I want to share my sewing journey with and not where it's my personal page where I have my kids, my family, you know, my college friends, sorority life, but something that is sewing related. And that's why I had created uh, That So Monica and um, came up with that name. But there seems to be a lot of that. So so it just fit. <laughs> it was a few names and that one just fit me. And um I, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> it's really fantastic. And what I appreciate so much, Monica, about your story of your very first project isn't just the ambition of the project. It's your determination and focus. There is no way on the Lord's green earth that I would have ever said, I am going to gather 15 yards of tool in any way let alone with that horrible method of sewing two parallel lines and pulling the bobbin threads and hoping, and then you send your thoughts and prayers in there to see how that'll help pull the strings. I mean, once I, I think once I saw it all laid out from the kid's bedroom all the way to like the front door of the house, I would have been like, Mm, you know what? I'm going to make myself a bigger tote bag for my next project. <laughs> that is so ambitious. and what? I, but it also shows your passion and your love 
of sewing and like your um, commitment to sewing as a way to continue your family tradition, your DNA, and to honor your mother. And so there's this really beautiful part of that story that talks about the, the you know, fortitude, as we say, yeah. right? The fortitude to persist, you know, which I think is really beautiful. And we can all learn from that. So thank yeah. you for sharing that. Thank you. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about everything now. Wow. It really, it's just beautiful. It's really just beautiful. I think it's one thing to pick something that's hard and difficult. Um, it's another thing to pick something that's hard and difficult that you love, both from an aesthetic point of view, but also like from an ancestral and spiritual point of view. And that's what your story at least says to me. Yes, so that's definitely, fantastic. Definitely. My mom and so excited. you've been sewing for six years. How, six or seven years, how long have you had the That's So Monica account? So, you know what? I got to go back. To be honest with you, I think I started it at least a year into me sewing. So I would say about five 2015 2016 so about five years uh, or so I think I'm trying to I'm scrolling all the way back you know I kept all my stuff on my page <laughs> uh, yes so, uh yeah I think yeah about about that time because it was a slow journey you know I would post and you know have one or two likes and I would just post my little quotes and all my I just, girl, I didn't care. I just posted whatever I was sewing, whatever was on my mind or sewing related. I posted it, you know, and um, yeah. And I, I honestly, I, I'm, I'm trying to go back. So as we're talking, if you keep asking me questions, I will get that answer to you. I'm scrolling. As well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I think that December, 2015, Dece- uh, no, I'm sorry. Wow. October 2015. Yeah. October, October 2015. Yeah the first time I posted and I posted this green uh this green on carver print skirt and I had made a, a leopard print clutch bag and um yep I see it right here October 3rd 2015 and I had 20 likes yes yes to those 20 likes <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. So I know I want to talk, I want to take, uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break really quick y'all. But when we come back, I want to talk to Monica about how does she imagine the success of her growth? And it's actually been less than five years because right now we're in 2020 and we haven't even gotten close to October 2020. So you are about to get to your five-year anniversary on Instagram. So when we come back, we're going to talk more with Monica about the rise of her social media and beautiful influencing work that she does on Instagram. Stay tuned. Here at Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, we talk a lot about sewing. But if you want to see and not just hear about some of the things we've been discussing, feel free to join us on the socials. You can find us at Stitch Please on Facebook, and you can also find us on Instagram at Black Women Stitch. You can find photos of projects that we've been working on, really interesting social commentary, and on Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can join Black Women Stitch for a live Instagram chat. Again, that's every Thursday at 3 p.m. So find us on the socials, follow up with us. We are happy to hear your direct messages. You can reach out to us at the Black Women Stitch page on Instagram, and we'll help you get your stitch together. Okay, so thanks, everybody. We are back, and we are talking with That's So Monica, who lives in Dallas, Texas. She's an event planner. She's a sewing influencer. She is one of the sweetest people, Um, and she's like, I I consider you a down-to-earth celebrity. I do. I mean, I think that some... I I really do. You are just so real and so down to earth. And um, we're going to talk a little bit later in the program about your project. So, but I want to talk about what do you think um, you would attribute the rise of your page? Like right now you're over 10,000. Um, you're like, I guess that was called like a verified Instagram account or something when you get 10,000 followers or something like that. Let, let me say something. I don't, <laughs> 
<laughs> so first, let me address the... Okay, so I consider myself a regular, degular girl from the Bronx. Hard to be And uh, I will say this, that when I got to 10,000, which was unbelievable to me, um, you get this feature where you can swipe up now so i will be swiping up and i usually put it in like if i want to even for your page you know to promote you i swipe i say hey guys go follow a friend or swipe up to learn more information about what's going on on this friend's page and that's what i've used it for but i'm not as consistent as some people i don't i don't take the social media thing so seriously i know that's like oh my god really um I don't. So I don't, I, I will say what attributed to me was organic, just being myself, being organic. Yes. Just truly, truly, truly just being me. Um, consistency is important. And when I say I'm not consistent, I'm not posting every day, 10 times a day. I'm not, you know, studying analytics. I'm not, you know, looking at, okay, what people like and then say, okay, then I need to do this. It's kind of like, this is what I make. This is when I have time. This is what I'm going to post. I'm really big on engagement. And I'm mm-hmm. to support. So for the most part, I may not post anything in a week, but you will see my presence on social media because I am on other people's pages. Mm-hmm. I'm reposting other people's things. I am commenting back on everyone that I'm able to see and comment. And I think that to me, that helped to attribute to my growth. That's what I believe. You know, because it was like, hey, I I want to meet. Look, when I met you, Lisa, I was, you had me crying in tears. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> no. Um, and then just meeting different people. So, I, I you know, I'm sorry. I'm like all over the place. You may have to answer the ask that question again. <laughs> well, now you have to tell me what did I do to make you cry those tears? I'm excited no, now. Not. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what did I do? Did, okay. I, did I punch her in the eye? What no, did I do? <laughs> so, guys, Lisa is awesome. So when she came... <laughs> how attention driven Lisa is if you don't know that by now like she pays attention to everything so I have um I was doing these little quotes on Instagram see it so it slay it and she decided I was talking about getting it I got a heat press and supplementation she's watched my stories and I would say this and then I kind of put the cricket down put the heat press down everything sat in the box so when she came to visit, she's like, I have something for you. And I'm like, okay, oh, my God, what does she have? So I go ahead and I open the box and I take off the nice paper and everything. And I pull out this mug. I can see it right now. I'm just staring at it. And I turn, I open the mug and I look and it's like, it says, see it, so it slay it. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then I turn it around. And then it's one of my favorite pictures that I that my daughter took of me wearing this red hat and this lace, um, this uh, not lace top, but this floral top that I had made. And I just started like, oh, my God, the picture is on my page. <laughs> and I was just like, it was just so thoughtful that not only do, you know, I knew you, I know you on social media, but then to meet you in person, you were so sweet, so genuine, just so nice. And then you thought to get me something, you didn't have to do that, you know? So that just, it was just special. So it was, a, it was tears of joy. It wasn't a negative tear. It was, a, it was tears of joy and appreciation, you know? So that, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> I cherish that cup. Like it sits on my mantle in the sewing room and I change it to side to side. And I always think about you, Lisa. So... <laughs> Oh, thank you. That is so sweet. Well, that was the thing that I was hoping to do was to show you. I was like, you need to get that sublimation machine out of the box. It's just a printer. Don't be afraid. It's just a printer. What can go wrong? You know? And so like, I made this cup for you because I was like, I wanted you to know that you could totally do it. And I I know you have so many other things going on, but like, I'm going to talk about Project So in a little bit. But one of the things I love about your story, about your Instagram growth, Mm -hmm. is that the point of your platform is not Instagram growth. Yes. The point of your platform seems to me, and this is why I resonate with you so much, Mm -hmm. is because you care about community. Yes. And that is what, it's basically Instagram is a tool to build community. Yes, definitely. It's a tool to share. So it's not about you know, like boosting your profile and making sure that everybody is listening to you and all of that. It really is about, it's just, it's a means to an end. It is not an end in and of itself. And that's why I think, you know, 
Like if you say, like you say, you describe yourself as a regular, regular girl from the Bronx, you know, and this is what people are interested in. You don't have to have a life that is totally curated. Yes. You don't have to have a, this idea that your page has to look a certain way in order to, to build momentum and all that. And so I think that that to me, and I do look at analytics because I have a podcast now, but like, I look at analytics because I'm just curious and excited, you know, and every person that listens to this podcast makes me really excited and grateful that they've done that. But it's not something I'm monetizing. It's not something that I'm, you know, working with in that way. And for me, social media is about building community. It's, mm-hmm. and, it's and I think that so much of our time gets spent into, it gets turned into how can we profit financially from this? Yeah. And if we can't, then it's not worth doing. And that's, that seems sad to me. That does to me a bit sad. It is. So I want to touch on a few things that you said. I, I, I just jotted down a few things so I can make sure. So I will say, because okay, so I was an event planner, I also have to do marketing. Um, and part of that, I have to do reports and let people know, you know, if we have events, how did it work if we promoted it on social media? You know, so I have to do the analytics, you know? Um, so I definitely understand. You want to also, in your mind, know, in the back of your head, know, like, okay, what's working for you? Just like you need to know for you, right? Um, for me, yes. I don't believe in that curated page. You know, I, I remember someone had said to Oh, Monica's page is a hot mess, and you don't want your page to look like that. And what? All of this stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, so the person said something. That is so mean. Girl, there's so many mean people on social media, but you know what? They can hide behind the screen because best believe if they met me in person, they, mm, I'm from the Bronx, okay? Let me just say. Uh, well, I mean, everybody wants to be a keyboard warrior. Everybody's oh, got yeah, shit man. to say when yes. it's on social media. Yes. But you would never say to somebody to their face, oh, no. your page is a hot mess. No. Like, yeah. And like my I'm like my page is for me. Exactly. That my page needs to please exactly. Black Women's Pitch and Lisa Woolfork, yeah. just like your page needs to please that yes. so Monica. That is yes. the purpose. And that's what it does. But you know what what got me thinking about this curated page thing was it was one time I went out to lunch um with a couple of so sisters and I was able I posted pictures and everything and I realized I'm like nobody posted the pictures. Like, oh my God, did they not like uh us taking a picture together what was it and then I realized like oh it doesn't fit into their curated page and I was just like I it was freedom that I felt like you guys can't post like I didn't say anything to them but in my head I was like hey guys is posting the picture like did something happen was it not supposed to be posted what's going on you know and it's oh no 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 you know and I thought about it I was like it doesn't fit into their curated page or what someone is telling them needs to be. And I said, I have that freedom. I don't care what anyone says. I'm going to post what I want, when I want to, how I want to. And that's for me. Because when I had 20 people liking my page, when I had, what, 100, 200 followers, I had a brand reach out to me to host their page. And I was like, who, me? What? What are you talking about? You know? <laughs> exactly. That's wonderful. I didn't seek them. I didn't send anything. I, I was just being me, you know. So I think it's important that with social media is be you. Stitchers, we have a limited edition opportunity for you to support the Stitch Please podcast and the Black Women Stitch project as a whole and get some more fabric in your collection. These are mystery fabric boxes of fabrics that have been divided into woven and knit. There's boxes that that are stuffed with black and white fabrics. There's boxes of chevron fabrics. There's boxes of fabrics called, I think, 
adventure or nature or something like that. Um, and these are completely full of fabrics. These are medium flat rate USPS boxes that can be sent directly to you for $30. And that shipping is included. So if you're interested in building your stash or um, taking a chance on some really cool fabrics, let me know. You can DM me on Instagram at Black Women Stitch. Or you can send me an email at blackwomenstitch at gmail.com and we will send you a mystery box of very cool fabrics, $30, shipping and insurance included. And that'll help you get your stitch together too. Thanks. Um, I'm back talking with um, Monica from That So Monica, and it is such a delight and a treat to speak with her. Um, And so, Monica, you were talking earlier about why it's important to just be yourself on social media. And in addition to being yourself in social media, to just be organic and not feel like you need to have a curated feed. For me, I believe in organic. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if you got this part, but I had someone say to me that they, someone had told them that, you know, my page was a hot mess and, you know, they didn't want their page to look like mine. And I was like, oh, I didn't know being yourself, you know, that's what you say. That's on you, but it's, it's good for me. And in terms of like my growth on uh, social media, I didn't do anything special. I was just me. I believe in organic growth and engagement. Anytime someone commented, I always commented back. Um, anytime I saw things I liked, I reposted. Um, but I saw that I saw that there was something going on. There was like a shift in this curated page, which are beautiful. I love some curated pages. I will see some and I love it. And those are more of art type of pages, you know? Um, but in terms of the sewing for me, people want to either see the garment, how you sewed it, what the process was. Um, and not to say that a curated page fit into that, um, because there's some people who are doing a great job with that. It just doesn't fit into my area. And I think for me, I believe if you grow organically and you don't do you can't be someone else, let me say. So there's people out there who are selling products saying, I can grow your feed to this, or I can allow you to do this, this, and this. There's some of, some are free, some are things that you have to pay for. But one thing it can't teach you is how to be them. You have to be you. You know, I can't turn around and say, you know what, I'm going to be Lisa. Or Lisa can't say, I'm going to do everything Monica does. I'm going to post every picture Monica posts right. the same way, sew the same clothes. People are going to follow Lisa for who Lisa is. They love your voice. They love the things you sell. They love the fact that you're raw, you're direct, that you talk about diversity. That's something that I admire being someone who worked in academia. So I follow you to right. get those nuggets, you know? But... Someone may follow me is because, oh, Monica is going to mix a print or she may style her stuff. Yes. No, she, but she doesn't post. Thank girl. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. And your photography is so beautiful, too. Your photography is beautiful. I love your looks. And like I and some of those, I, yeah. some of the looks you pose and just yes. like it's like you are clearly having fun with what you're doing. That's something that I see in your feed. It's not this idea about, oh, her page is a hot mess. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, in what world, in what world does that get defined that way? Like, that's just, it seems like not just mean spiritedness, but a certain type of small mindedness and and a lack of creativity, you know, in my opinion. I, I kept everything on my page. You know, I may have cleared some things that, oh, didn't pertain to sewing, but that was like five or six pictures. But I kept everything from the first post in October 2015. So you can see my journey five years. We're supposed to grow, you know? So after a while, yes, I have a nice camera, but guess who takes my pictures? My 15-year-old daughter that's interested in photography. I don't hire a photographer. Most of the time I take pictures on my phone, especially if they're on the mannequin. And if the sunlight is getting right, the pictures are on the phone. And ma- most of the time, the way my phone is set up, it's always a cracked yeah. screen. So <laughs> I'm lucky that, you know, I get some good shots and we take five or ten pictures. <laughs> and I'm like, we got to go because it's hot in Texas, you know? Um, 
<laughs> and I love having fun. So we'll walk down the street, we start laughing, and then That's we go right. to our favorite pie place, or we go to get something to eat. So it's like I'm not just putting on makeup to get dressed to just take a picture and then not do anything with it just because I needed to post this on Instagram. No. So what you're going to get, you're not going to get a post from me. I'll take my picture when I'm ready, when I'm going out, when I'm wearing the outfit, you know, and that's just me. Um, and I don't knock anyone who does it the other way. Um, but for me, my, my growth was organic, Lisa. I won and I, and I feel astonished right, right. at like, oh my God. I'm at 10, like 10,000 people follow me. Like, yes. wait, where, how, you know, I didn't do any phony contests. You know, those ones that are out where, you, oh, here, Lisa, we, we can, listen, let me say this. <clears throat> if I wanted to grow Instagram, if you really wanted to grow your Instagram, there are definitely ways that we could do it. If you purposely just sat there on your phone every day and did all of those particular things. But when you do that, what is it that you're growing it for? What is it that you're, What's the end point? You know, because if it's like, oh my God, I want 5,000 followers. Okay, when you get to 5,000, exactly. what has changed in your life? What did you, no, no, that's what I had to say to people when they would say, well, I wanted it. Of course, exactly. I'm not going to front. Exactly. I'm not going to sit up here in front. When I was at 100, I was like, oh my God, I got 100. Then it was like, oh my God, I got 200. And then my husband was like, okay, what is this? I said, I'm on Instagram. My son was like, oh my God, you got 200. I said, yeah, 200 people like me. Oh my goodness. And then when it went to 1,000, I was like, okay. And then it was like, okay, why are you even counting? I think the first excitement <laughs> in the beginning, like, yeah. I would see people's pages and I'm like, oh my God, I love this person's page. Okay, I okay, I need to sit yeah. here and do it like this. And I'm like, that's not organic. That doesn't even feel comfortable to me. I can't why am I throwing myself on the floor and doing all for what? Like, that's right. That's not me. Like you know what I mean? Like, no, I throw myself on the floor every you know, you know, depending on the situation, but like it's not me. So yeah. it's like you have to do you have to do you. But I believe like, yes, if there are tips out there, hey, don't stand and don't stand, you know, what is the word? Stand in front of the sun or, you know, don't don't have the camera mm-hmm. facing the sun, right? Have it the sun behind you. Yeah. So things like that. If you, people always say, Monica, you're so yes, short. Yes, yeah, I'm right. five feet. How do you make yourself look tall? I don't. My daughter takes the picture. Sometimes she'll sit on her knee, like on her knee, just to take it up so we can get the skyline a little bit. But really, we take the pictures down the street from the house. Yes. You know, like, and I take my girlfriend's right. pictures, the other um, sewists that we sew here at um, Project Sew. And some, I'm like, hey, ladies, if y'all yes. ever need, because we have a good camera, you know? So if I have a camera and it's a camera, I'm going to share. Like, why not? Like, hey, come on. Y'all need pictures on Sunday? We usually all do Sunday. Yes. Y'all meet up downtown McKinney, five minutes from my house. Let's go. And we take pictures, whoever we want. And there's a cute, there's this cute little, I love the cute little, it, see, it yes. seems just so real. Like, you know, it's like you and like, and I think it's, yes. is it maybe the twins? Yes. Um, and y'all like go like to the little cute little quaint yes. cupcake shop or something in these little areas. It's just like yes. a real thing That's that you would do. And the pictures are just like a yes. bonus. You know, because it's clear to me in the images, at least ones that I've seen, is that you're hanging out with some friends Mm -hmm. and then you're going to, you know, pay your daughter a couple of cupcakes to take some really nice photos. And that's what it looks like. And that's what I think people kind of are drawn to. Um, It's so Mm -hmm. funny because I think that social media can be, you know, as many people have said, like a blessing and a curse, you know, but Mm -hmm. I think at least for me, and, you know, my, my project is growing. Black Women Stitch is growing. It's really great. But I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, and, I'm, and mm-hmm. I do struggle with this. And this is something I guess we talk about more on a different, in a, in a different day and not right here mm-hmm. on the podcast. But it's like, you know, part of me is like, you know, I would love to have a bigger following. I, w- I got 5,000 now, which is like, I never would have thought that would be the case. But honestly, I don't want to be, there's some people I just do not want to deal with. And that is something that I have the privilege of like, you know, I have, I, I think because I was involved with some kind of um, something about racism, because I'm always talking about those kind of things. People are like reading, you know, leaving really shady comments. And I'm like, 
you don't need to follow me. Yeah. You yeah. and I and I have no respect for what you are mm-hmm. saying because what you are saying is stupid. You know what I mean? Like just I don't want trolls. I don't want bots. I don't want you know, I want it to be an organic thing. I want it to be a community of folks who are in the things that I'm interested in. And that's what I believe you have created. Um, when we come back, I want to take a, just another quick break. And I want to talk about how you translate this digital community that you've created into real live sewing events. And in particular, that is going to be about Project So On the Road with Monica, which I totally love, and um, the Sew Your View Project. So when we come back again, we will talk more with Monica after the break. We are back. Thanks, y'all, for listening to the Stitch Please podcast, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch. I am joined today by Monica of That's So Monica. And we're going to talk about, we talked in the previous section about how Monica has created a really substantial and robust Instagram following. Now we're going to transition to how she builds sewing community in real life. And the thing that stands out to me most about this is, well, I guess it's, well, you do it in three ways, at least I see. First is the Sew Your View, which is a digital project, but you pull from so many other people in the community. And then the Project Sew and the On the Road. So let's talk a little bit about the Sew Your View project. I really love that. And I can tell you, you have helped me to make things and sew garments that I don't think I would have chosen had you not like elevated them up. You know, I know for sure um, for the most recent, what was the one from, it was the the, the simplicity pattern, 87 yes. something with the two oh piece gosh, with that, yes. that sleeve that's really tight up to the elbow. And then it kind of bells out a little bit. I saw I do you know how, how many times I went to the fabric store and was like, meh, to that pattern. I passed it up so much. And then somebody put it on and I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And so I finally just bought it like two weeks ago. So I'm like late, like months and months late, but I'm totally making it. So how did you get started with the Sew Your View? Like what, um, and what, what kind of drew you to that idea? Um, and then I started looking to bring in different hosts every every month. So I think I brought in Brittany for the first time. And then every other month it was someone else. And then now it's kind of like every month we have a different host. But I've always loved bringing people together. Um, that's something my mom also did as well. And I think working in events and higher ed at one point, um, the types of jobs that I would have is always about connectivity, community, um, bringing people together one, you know, um, so it was, it was really organic. And then I think even with the patterns, (laughs) I said, I looked through and I'm like, okay, what is it something that I would wear? What is, what are things that I would want other people to be able to, to wear? And that would work for different body types, uh, different sizes, you know, different, uh, a variety of different things, you know, and then to see how people can pull or push their potential in sewing, you know, when we started, I think we did, um, we did a skirt and we had like three or four people who, who did it with us. So it started to grow from there. And now I can't even keep, I can't even keep up with the amount of people that do the Sew Your Views monthly. Um, we had to start our, its own uh, Instagram page just so that I could keep up and get a grasp on um, all of the people that were submitting their um, their sew their make. That is fantastic, and I love this idea of like just you and an online sew sister saying, you know, let's do a kind of a monthly challenge, or let's you know challenge ourselves. What has the um, response from has or has there been any response from the pattern companies that you have been using or amplifying? Mm-hmm. Has your strategy changed in the again? It's um, three years. Like right now, we're in February. So mm-hmm. your view is three years old. Yeah. Um, and oh like, has how has it changed or has it changed? Um, has have any pattern companies um, stepped in to support? You know that kind of thing. Um, I would say yes and no. 
you know, at one point, I think I got a message from someone like, why do I select just a certain pattern? And at first I was like, I'm not just selecting a certain pattern. It just happened to be when I would look at it based on our style, my style, also things that I think would work, what's in fashion now. You know, people want to sew what's in fashion. You know, and for me, I'm, I love fashion. So I, I, it just happened that one pattern was, was more that had more of the fashion of what I was looking for at that time. But um, in terms of support, uh, I don't know. It's it, it, it hasn't been one where it's like, oh, hey, we'll give you patterns right, right. or anything like that. No. Um, or give me the insight on, uh, hey, when are we having oh, Right, right. So, well, know, that's... No. Uh-huh. Um, but I know... I'm sorry. No, I'm listening. Go ahead. But I know that I have... Sorry, so I know that I had a when I had met with McCall's um, and simplicity when I went to New York one time. You know, they they love so you they follow it. Um, I know that they had mentioned to me they love the fact that to see everyone um, highlighted in the diverse nature of it. And at times I'll notice that they will like some of the pictures. Um, but I also realized too quickly that I said, you know, I would, I was doing patterns because I know sewing is so expensive. So I would look to see if patterns were on sale and that's kind of how I would select what patterns worked, you know, but then at the same time, I'm like, are we supporting everyone? How can we support people? So we decided to do an independent pattern. And then we also did a free PDF pattern for mood fabrics and they were very supportive. Um, and uh, we chose a style so me pattern at one point uh, for Black right. History Month. We had did that as well. Right. So um, it, it's to the point that I'm looking and thinking that we're at a point that So Your View may need to have its own pattern, you know, <gasps> to where we are. Yeah, where we're creating patterns that work for the everyday woman um, or men. Um, but the people feel and they're getting things out of it. Um, the way I choose and select the patterns now is based on how many views you are able to get. The more views a pattern has, the more likely I will select it because it's something that everyone can kind of tailor to. Um, and I will say, Lisa, it was trial and error, too, because there's a lot of sew-alongs. And I noticed that when we did things that had buttons or things that had certain technical difficulties, people didn't do them as much wow. as, would say, a dress that was just a simple knit dress, you know? You notice that that was an influx in that. So I realized then, hey, we need to have the host, and if they want to host and they're able to take over the month or give some in, in, info, because I can't do it. I don't have physically... I can't commit to hosting a month myself. You know, I'm usually on the tail end sewing that pattern. And that's what honestly keeps me sewing. If I didn't have sew your view, you really would not see anything. From me, <laughs> it's a, it's an accountability thing now, right? It's an accountability thing. It's like, hey, this is my project. This sew your view is something I believe in. Now I got to go make my outfit. Yes. And, I, and I've never, I've only not made one. And that was the recent nude in October because I don't I don't really like pe- printing PDFs and putting them together and then having to cut them. That was just a challenge for me. And, and October is a busy month, but I'm still going to do it. So I'm going to make sure that I get that done in the next month, um, even though it's like four or five months late. But if I'm going to do a so long, it's important that I also do my make as well. What did, you right. know what I mean? What's That's the right. purpose of hosting it if I'm going to sell it? But I want to try to get ahead of it to inspire people and not come in at the tail end, you know, so I'm working on myself, but at least it keeps me and, going. So that's that's the biggest. Um, and what I love about your story is that it fits your overall philosophy of an organic type of growth and organic engagement. I think that. I think I haven't, of course, done as many of these as you, but the ones that I have done pretty much have always been like at the last minute, like waiting for the pattern to go on sale and then not getting busy. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just three days left. And then like going into like a total sewing frenzy. Now I did have one exception to that. And this is one of the things that I love about this. So it was one of my favorite. So your view stories is was it was last summer of 2019 and you had the Carlos Vogue pattern. 
with the stripe. Well, some people did it in stripes in lots of different directions. And I did it. I made the dress twice. Mm-hmm. I freaking love that dress. Absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. And I made it out of a black and white sateen with a little bit of stretch to it, invisible mm-hmm. zipper. I mitered all of the pieces, like for the yoke, for the bodice, for the back, for the skirt. Mm-hmm. And did triple top stitching using my brand new cover stitch machine. And when I posted it, it got a great, a lot of likes, which was wonderful. But then Carlos, Carlos, who was, who designed the pattern, Mm -hmm. like thought it was stunning. And I was like, oh my gosh. So that Mm kind of like totally freaked me out. I was very happy. I was like, and to be honest with you, that's always a great thing when you know that the pattern designer or even the pattern company acknowledges you or just says, oh my God, job well done. To me, I've always yeah, loved that. That's a you good know? feeling. Um, yeah, it's, it's such a good feeling. I know it's hard for them to do that on so many people making their patterns, but I think for me, the diversity and so your view, the representation, not only from the different backgrounds of the sewists, but the sizes, the yes. age range, and the fact that we can all something and that we still make it and rock it in our style that's what brings like warms my heart and that's what keeps me pushing because at one point I was like okay I'm tired I don't I don't want to pick a pattern today I just want to go to sleep I just don't want to you know I can't post because that's another social media page that I have to manage right, you know right that I have to pull. And now we're, we're at 9,000. I wasn't in one day. I looked and I said, wait, what? I, I, I know 9,324. Okay. That's almost as much yeah. as your, as your, um, as your main page. Like, so that's a big growth. Yes. And, yes, and some of the people I realize who follow and some of you don't all, don't all, don't follow me and mm. vice versa. So at one point I had to say, and I'm posting, I posted so you view stuff on my page, but I'm like, okay, it's like double posting. I need it to just be on its own page. I will post my main, but people need to go to so you view page to know like, Hey, this is so long. And really that's all it is. Um, you know, if you want to sew along with us, hopefully the hosts that we select are able to do that. But they offer they all offer their own points of views, which is so fabulous because I learn every day from all of them. And it, it just keeps me motivated. Like, it, honestly, it's like I'm ready. I got to I want to pick up the pattern today. I'm like, OK, come on. Gotta sew. Make sure you make it. And, and <laughs> I love like flipping through the sew your view feed, you know, when it comes out as people are making theirs, because it's like, it just gives me, it gives me ideas and inspiration. It's like, oh, I thought that was a cute little thing. Or look how, you know, and Robin did her sleeves are different than the bodice. And that's really cool. You know, or look at the piping that, you know, that Kiki had on this one. That's really neat, you know? And so that's something that I really think that you've done such a beautiful job with. Um, I want to shift to talk about Project So. Um, this seems to be another example of how your work as an event planner um, has corresponded with um, with your sewing life. Can you talk a little bit about Project So and where that started and where you've been with Project So and where you are headed next? Yeah, so you, you actually um, said it. My work as an event planner uh with the appreciation of those who I work with, um, you know, I work for the city in Dallas and they knew that I sewed and we needed to bring in some community programming um, during the week. So like Monica, would you think your sewing group would want to come? And so for the day you can, you have space for them and that's it. And I'm like, what? So I'm working and I can sew all day on a Monday, just set up and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Plano AG, y'all available? Yes, we are, Monica. Okay, come on. And we started in March of 2015. And um, and a young lady who was my sewing instructor, Miss Marquita, she actually was the one who would do some of the classes. So we, we at, at first it wasn't open sewing. It was it was sort of like, hey, come make a pillow, come make a skirt. You know, we have women here who are going to help you. But what I realized quickly is some people didn't want to do that. They wanted to come in and sew their own things and then also gain the support from other people if they had questions. So hence it was like, you know what? Everyone prefers to open sewing. And I think that's what we're going to stick to every now and then we'll throw in a class, but it organically was building, you know? So sometimes it would be two people, five people, 10 people. Um, and then when I got uh, my promotion and moved to another um, part within the city, 
I couldn't commit to doing Mondays. My new boss was like, girl, you can't leave on a Monday to go sit and sew. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I like, wait, that's my job. <laughs> yes, yes, I was taking days off to do that. And then it just wasn't feasible because I was being pulled in so many different directions. So I had to... Um, I still work in the de- department and we're able to utilize our recreation centers because those are part of, of my job. And uh, with that, I was able to pick one center I loved. And I said, this is a great place. It's in the middle of Dallas. It's a great point for all different place people to come to. And we started over there and we didn't miss a beat. So we kept going. Um, in the summer, the one thing, let me backtrack when we were at Fair Park, Fair Park is taken over. It turns into the State Fair of Texas from the months of June all the way until the end of um, October. So wow. we have started. Wait, your State March. Fair lasts three months? Well, it lasts. Well, they start prepping. Oh, the, it's a two- it takes a long time to build it. Yes, they build out. Um, it's to the point that what they do is the parking lots are turned into, they they make these big fancy, they, they pour cement into the parking lots and build all this stuff and then come back and bulldoze it down and make it back into a parking lot. It's a big, um, wow, it's a big thing, yes. And they take over all of our buildings. So I could not have the sewing there. So we moved to um, one of these sewing uh, stores, a fabric store in the area. And, and that person allowed us to do it for a month. And then it was just like, okay, we could only do the three months here and then do another four months here. And it was, people wanted to continue to do it. So it was a good thing when I had transitioned because I was able to keep it consistent for a full year. But I remember but I brought it to the rec center that first Saturday. Cause remember we were on a Monday. So now we're on a Saturday and uh, you know, it was like four or five people there. And then I, we had just bought our house and, you know, I have my new sewing room and I'm like, okay, why am I taking my stuff going here? And it's like one person or two people, you know? And I was like feeling like, why am I doing this? I'm like, no, Monica, it doesn't matter if it's one person or two people or a hundred people. It's one person that's learning to sew, that's not sewing alone, that's not feeling isolated, that feels the support, that feels that sisterhood. And it was like a light bulb went off. And that next month, oh my God, so many people came. Like that was the most. And when I say so many people, it was more than five people. You know, and to me that was <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I had to set up more tables every time I went to sit another table. Then it was like, okay, 10. Then it was like, oh my goodness. And then I'm like, wait, you live in Dallas? You live in Dallas? I follow you. You live in Dallas? And then it was like, wait, all of these people that I follow, that I'm inspired by daily, live in Dallas. And we also, okay, this is this is what we're going to be doing, you know? So it kind of grew from there. And, and from there, we became friends. Like, you know, Kiki's over. I'm hanging out with her, her sister, you know, Sabrina. So many of us, Mia, so many of us have become not only friends, sisters, you know, um, even Sandra right now and Karen. I can name them all. That's you know? wonderful. Um, yeah. So it was organic and it kept going from there. Yes. That sounds wonderful. Something that when I came to visit, you recall, I was going for work. I was doing a lecture um, at one of the local colleges and at at TCC, actually. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm speaking on Thursday, but instead of having me, or I'm speaking on Thursday, but instead of having me fly home on Friday, um, fly me home Sunday so I can go to Project So. Um, And it was so worth it. It was just a really nice thing to add on. And it's such a warm community that you've created and like it was just so much fun to spend the day there and just laugh and and talk and I think share pizza Mm -hmm. and it was just a really nice thing so what is your criteria now that you I see that you are having you had one in Atlanta And you have one coming up in the um, the Metro DC areas, which is going to be in not Hyattsville, Maryland. What city is Jamila's shop? It's, in, it's not a Jamila shop, but I believe it. Suitland? No, not Suitland. Mount Rainier. It's in Mount Rainier. Oh, okay, great. Excellent. So it's going to be, so what made you branch to Atlanta and then to this, um, to, um, to Maryland and what would be next? And I wonder how I find the time to do all this. I'm sitting here writing all this stuff down. You're asking me and I'm thinking like, well, I'm only one person. Um, (laughs) uh, 
So with Atlanta, it was, again, I keep saying that word organic. Nikki um, from Atlanta, sewing my style, she and I became uh, friends on Instagram. And then we actually met in person. And when we met in person, we talked a little bit. She's like, girl, you know, we could do a project sewing in Atlanta. And I said, okay, well, you know, you can start a group. Like, you can start your own sewing group. Like, why, you know, like, it might have, like, we need to do project sew for. <laughs> because in my mind, I'm like, okay, that's something else I have to add, you know? And I'm like, I don't know if I have the time. And she said, no, I think people would be interested. Monica, trust me. And she like talked and talked and worked on, worked on me. She knows I tell this story (laughs) a lot. And as we developed our, our friendship and our relationship, I um, was like, you know what, let's go ahead and let's try it. The biggest thing for me is I'm not looking for this to be something that I'm making money from. Right. It's about giving and allowing women to sell. If financially it comes, then that, that means it comes and that's in divine order, you know, but I'm not like, you know what? I know I sell. Okay. People want to see me and uh-huh, let me charge a hundred and something dollars so y'all can come up here. No, right. it's not about me because remember what I said, I was sitting there, one person came and I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. But divine, the Lord was like, no, honey, you keep going. Keep going. It's five years <laughs> and yesterday. We had over 30 people. I had to keep putting, I'm looking around like, wait, at one time, Sony. And I know to somebody that's like, that's not a lot. But no, it is a lot because it's 30 diverse women coming together sewing. So that's right. Atlanta, that's right. It was organic as well. So we started it and we had some trial and error. We're still working through some kinks and creating an open sewing concept for people to understand that it's like, you know what, you just come, you still, but you build community. And it's bringing you together because those women were not coming together on a regular basis, sewing with each other. There's so many Atlanta sewists that I follow that that for the first time at Project Sew Atlanta, they met for the first time. You know, so that really, truly warmed my heart. Just like, for instance, with um, when you guys just attended a DC Frocktails, you have so many people in the DMV area, but the, for the most part, it was the first time that most of you met in person, right? That's right. Yep. Yep. It's true. It's true. And that kind of social, that's right. And Nikki's amazing. I just, I'm just getting to know her um, and she's fantastic. And I love that she made this sequins blazer pants thing i was just like i didn't think i liked blazers until i saw that one on her i mean that's pretty fierce so and and she's got that such a wonderful passion and so i think i really appreciate what you're saying here about projects so not and, and if revenue comes revenue comes that's great but it's not created to be a revenue generating mission it's created to build community and that's something that i just really appreciate Yes. And for the DC one, you know, we have to charge you for space, line, prizes, things of that sort. And every time we have to launch one, there is going to be a cost because if I have to come out there, I have to get my flight or something, you know, and I, in, in Atlanta, I break my stuff, you know, and half of it is like, okay, whatever exactly. is worth after we cover our costs, can I at least cover a portion of my ticket? You know, because my husband's looking at me like, girl, you buy fabric every day. You do this, you do this. Now you spending money to go start groups and you're not making anything. And I'm like, this is what is my mission. This is what I need to do. This is, it's good. We, I don't want sewing to die. I feel like I, was brought here to do this. It sounds so crazy now that I'm saying it. And it's like, no, I really truly, because you know, at Project Sew, you know, Lisa, you were there. I don't get a chance to sew as much because I'm making sure that every person who walks in feels welcome, feels sisterhood, feels a bond, feels a connection that they'll come back and they'll do the same thing for that next person that comes in, you know? Um, so for me, Monica packs all her stuff in and only sews one thing not even i mean when i say one thing is one scene and packs unpacks everything back and then comes home and now has to sit here till midnight two o'clock to get the stuff done then that's okay because that was i 20 30 people got a chance to sew and not feel isolated and they felt warm and they they felt the love and they felt family and that to me is like that's that warms my heart it's like okay well that means okay i got another week I can't get this out, but that was that's the sacrifice I'm making. So um, the DC one is an event. That's going to be an event. We're celebrating five years. So it's going to be a little different. 
Yeah, I know. I'm so I'm like excited. Jamila and Jazz. Jazz is my sorority sister. She and I met in person. Jamila and I with Stitch with Style. We've been communicating. Every time she posts a fly, I would support her and repost it. You know, so we just organically again just started talking and communicating about stuff and one day we exchanged numbers and it was just her presence all of these women again you and these women in my life those who've come and there's some who've gone you know they're not supposed to be there anymore but the ones who are still it's 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 like they see something in me that sometimes i don't see in myself i'll be very honest with you they're like monica do you know you could do and i'm like what are you talking about? I'm a regular person. I don't see what you see. Like, you know, but they see something in me and that's what it's like. Okay. So other cities, I'm from New York. So I got to do New York, trying to work that out again. Again, it's financially, you know, oh, making sure. Okay, now okay. It's like, Monica, you want to branch out. How are you going to do this? You know what I'm saying? How is it going to work? How is it going to make sense? So New York would be one, um, possibly um, North Carolina. My brother just moved there. So when I go visit him, that would be um, Charlotte is one. L.A. is um, another. Yeah. My daily oh, that would be amazing. Um, Cherie is helping me with getting that. And then New Orleans. So right now I'm saying this. I'm putting it out there. This is the first I'm saying this out loud. Oh I can't gosh. believe it because all of this has been like little notes. So um, I'm praying that all of that comes to fruition and that I'm able to carve the time in to really put into that and find hosts and ambassadors in those respective areas that are genuinely there to support and are not like, oh, they're trying to be on the rise or self-serving. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm riding the wave. Let me ride ride the wave. And then let Mm -hmm. me build my own stuff and then bye, peace, see you later. And you're like, wait, what about what we were trying to do? What about, you know... So, yeah. <laughs> no, that's wonderful. I love that. New York, North Carolina, New Orleans, Los Angeles, all these are really great places. Yes. And especially if you already have some people who have feet on the ground there um, yes. and are plugged yes. into the communities. And as long as they're in alignment with the values of the project, you know, and I think oh, that that's yes. the hard part you know, is being aligned with the values of the project, you know, because there's lots of different ways to do different sewing groups and meetups and yours follows a specific type of mission. And And that's something you don't want to get lost. I certainly understand that. I wanted to ask, I'm not, go ahead. And I think that that's what scared me at first to make sure that people knew that, like, I can't be at all of these places, but that I don't lose that warmth and that feeling that you would get any project. So you go to, you want that to be replicated everywhere. So yeah, I'm sorry. That's what I, that's the part that I wanted to say. No, I think that that's great. Let me ask you um, one last question because I know we're getting near our time. But let me ask, what advice would you give to someone who wanted to start their own um, sewing group, sewing community, maker space, or something like that? Someone who is like, you know, might feel isolated or feel like they have connections in the digital community or people that they're following online. But how do they reach out and develop these connections you know, in their local area? I think uh, the first thing you want to do is see who's sewing in your area. If there's a local sewing guild, if you go to your local fabric stores, if there are any women that or men that you see sewing, that you're like, hey, where do you sew? Do you prefer to sew by yourself? Just reach out to them. You know, um, you can do it on social media. And don't give up. That's the biggest thing, because you're going to have one, two people, even your library, um, and places that you can start the group. Remember, this has been... Uh, five years, you know, going. And I think when people look at it, it looks like it was overnight that I just started and had 35, 40 people, you know, walking in in all these cities. No, it was something that at one point it was two people. At one point it was just myself just sitting there sewing. So I think the advice that I would give is um, see your community, like contact those, those in your community. Even if you have one or two friends, you can start it like that and just say, Hey, we're getting together and we're sewing and, and make it fun, you know, and, and, and try to provide that support that people need. And I think that that's where you will grow. 
That is, I think that's beautiful advice and it's a beautiful point to end on. Monica, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Um, I've been talking with Monica from That So Monica about organic growth and engagement. And Monica, tell us where people can find you so um, those folks who aren't yet following can do so. Yes, you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, as well as Facebook at That's So Monica. Um, and I have a website that I'm definitely um, updating too. <laughs> but That's So Monica, you can find me on any of those platforms. I do respond to all of my messages. So if you hit me up, DM me, I will respond. And That's excellent. <laughs> Monica, again, thank you so much again for taking the time and y'all follow her. You will be inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, I know she certainly inspires me. So, and I know she'll do the same for you too. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Stitch Please podcast, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. There are a variety of ways that you can support the program, and you're doing it right now. By listening to the, pro- by listening to the podcast, it does help us grow. Another way to do that is to rate the podcast, review it, subscribe to it. All of these things are ways that you can support the podcast without having to spend any money at all. If you would like to spend some money to support us, there are ways to do that as well. You can make direct donations to our Patreon site for monthly contributions, as well as one-time contributions to PayPal, Cash App, or Venmo. And finally, we have another cute, very adorable way for you to support the Black Women's Stitch Project. It's a pin, a P-I-N enamel lapel pin that's very cute. It's about two inches wide and one and a half inch tall, and it's of the Black Women's Stitch logo. And that is $15 with free shipping to the U.S. And so if you drop $15 in the PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App accounts, and then send me your email, no, not email, if you send me your mailing address to my email either at blackwomenstitch at gmail.com or you send me a direct message on the Black Women's Stitch Instagram page we will put the pin in the mail to you. Um, again free shipping, $15 for the pin and all of this goes to support the Black Women's Stitch Project. Thank you again for joining us this week. Come back next week and we will help you get your stitch together.